0: Welcome to the Uncommon CEO Podcast, where we unpack the mindset, skills, and wisdom it takes to become an uncommon leader in a common world with your host, the Uncommon CEO himself, Andrew Smart. All right, Andrew, we're back for the podcast, Uncommon CEO. We're in the swing of summer now. How are things going for you?
1: I'm good. I'm actually really, um, man, just excited to be here because not just to spend time talking with you and sharing thoughts and ideas, but I've got this new glass, man. I've got Look an at official that. The Uncommon. Uncommon CEO podcast. Um, Nathan, I want to tell you how much we appreciate. You know, they don't see Nathan. He's always behind the scene making things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, Nathan, bring over here what, uh, you, what, what, what you delivered these in. Matt, you know what this is, right? It's an ammo box. This is uh, an official 200 cartridge 7.62 millimeter M13 ammo box. Mm-hmm. That's military grade there, buddy. Yeah, you can hear it. Yeah. Solid military grade. You know, when you're fighting a war, these stop coming, things get really bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. So, um, no, I, I appreciated uh, uh, Nathan um, giving this a uh, really nice gesture and gift. And uh, coming off of when we talked about Memorial Day and the sacrifice, um, you know, this was just kind of a little neat little, little piece he added to yeah. it. But what a way to deliver uncommon CEO. Glass here, and glasses I mean, and you can have water in it. You ever seen you ever seen the movie Tommy Boy? Oh, several times. Yeah. So ironically, I was watching that the other night. Mm-hmm. hadn't seen it in years, and love that scene where he's going coming back from school, going around the office with a uh, factory and office with his dad. And he, his dad takes him into what's going to be his office, and he's got like a little refrigerator there. Yeah. And he's going, oh, cool! You can put a six pack of soda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what a great movie, Nathan. I'm gonna mm-hmm. hand you back the ammo here. Thanks, sir. Um, you know, great movie. Um, the funny thing is, it is a comedy, mm-hmm. um, but there's also a lot of life lessons there. Uh, that you know, you you you've got this guy who's a uh, great guy, mm-hmm. you know, but really has no clear direction. Has a you know relationship with his father. Uh, does have his seven years in college. Um, you know that, uh, um, but he comes back and he gets thrown into. Um, obviously a situation, his father passes away and he is put to the test and it's what I've always said. You find out who you are, where you are. And when you, when you're thrown into a situation like he was, Hey, I'm willing to give up all my inheritance and try to go save the family, you Mm -hmm. know, factory, basically a business. Um, you know, it, it, it kind of takes him on that journey and then how he develops in the process. So really, really cool story. Um, and not too dissimilar from your journey in a lot of ways. But very, very similar. Yeah. Very similar. Father mm-hmm. passes away um, through life situations, you get put to the test. You're going to find out what you're made of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he grew up, he grew up, you know, I mean, basically kind of working the factory floors and he kind of knew mm-hmm. all the people from working the factory floors and probably kind of probably considered most of his life. That's what he'd be doing. Yeah. And then next thing you know, he's, he's, faced with this opportunity to, um, to be the man. And, and, you know, it's a, um, he had to go through a lot of failures before he found success. Mm -hmm. But I think the, the, the heart of his success is he believed in what he was doing and he was willing to put it all on the line and he had a faith that he can
0: make it happen. Absolutely. He saw, he saw a vision that could be executed with the right steps. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and but like I said, you're you're never going to know what you're capable of until you are put to that kind of test in the life, and most mm-hmm. people avoid those tests. Yeah, you know, and that's why they never reach what they're truly capable of. And and so, so great. Like I said, great movie, and thank you again, Nathan. Um, I'm enjoying my glass of water. Uh, that is what we are having here. Just so you know, it is water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um. Matt, the uh, you know summer's kicking away and uh, really busy uh, swim season um, camps, you name it, full speed ahead, um, running around. Uh, you know their their mothers probably running a little more with them than I am, mm-hmm. but sure. but um, obviously we're we're tag teaming and and making uh, making it work uh, with their schedules. I mean, kids today stay busy. Yeah, they do. I mean, it is amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. you know how busy they. And, uh, I don't know if it's intentional, unintentional, or how it ever happens, but they stay busy. I was just talking mm-hmm. with uh, Cordary, and he was telling. I was telling him about everything I got going on. He goes, "Yeah, my son's in that AAU basketball. Mm-hmm. It's like it just never
0: stops." It's, and when you have got four kids, I'm sure there's not many many hours left. In the right, day
1: right, right. And yeah. so uh, I, I think about um, families and parents who have children. You you raise them up and you get to a stage where you, you work to get them in the
0: house, whether it's college, life, whatever, mm-hmm.
1: and then you get that little reprieve until grandkids show up.
0: Yep. Starts all over Starts again. Starts all over yeah. again. So At least you can feed them full of sugar and send them back.
1: That well, that's day. true. Yeah. So that's true. My mother's good at that. She you <laughs> know that uh, you know the kids are close. They can come over, but she can send them home too. Yeah. That's where my, my kids are with my mom today. So yeah. Understood. A, a funny story. Before we get into an area that I want to talk about, uh John Maxwell, you know, he, he talks about. I thought maybe I shared this one time, but he talks about you know with his grandkids. You know, he's got he when his grandkids were young, you know, his kids are always worried about what they're going to eat, what's mm-hmm. on their diet, yeah, you know, and and so when he sneaks off with the grandkids, you know, he just lets them give whatever they want. Oh yeah, and he said I tried all that stuff. I tried to feed them all the health healthy. Didn't help. Yeah. And so and so and he said, "I'm a grandparent." I You're can do what i goes to sport. Yeah, I'm a that's grandparent. The whole point. Yeah. And so, um, but Matt, I um, wanted to circle up with you today and talk around marketing. Sure. Uh, this 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 podcast that kicked off. Gosh, we've been doing this now. How long? Oh, I mean, eight eight fourth months? quarter. Fourth quarter. Twenty twenty two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that's when it kicked off. Mm-hmm. It's been in development for a lot longer than yeah. that. And, and so takes time, like with anything, to get it going. Um, ideas, you know, have to build, and then then you work through action. And then sometimes sometimes the idea works, sometimes it doesn't, right? Sure. Um, but I think over the last eight months, we've had some good dialogue, good talk, um, you know, throwing out ideas, books, discussions. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of fun, um, and I look forward to continue to see how this evolves. Uh, we were talking uh, recently after one of the podcasts we just had, um, kind of like the metrics mm-hmm. of, of, of views and and who's seeing it and and how all that works. Um, and we're continuing to to build on that foundation of what mm-hmm. started. And with a with a building foundation, you'll have an evolution of the process. Sure, we see that in in our business that pays the bills Mm -hmm. we see that you know from when i started it to what we do today what's worked what hasn't worked how we've honed in Mm -hmm. into areas that we feel like these are our core strengths but how do we build upon that and i bring it back to marketing okay marketing is important yeah okay and and the truth is we kind of come into this world with what i consider a base mentality of marketing and where do I, where am I going with that? How old were you when you went on your first date? Oh, like real date, probably sixteen. Ah, I was about the same. Yeah, about the same. Um, in order for you to have that date, you had to do some degree of marketing. Oh yeah, you got to sell yourself first. Yeah, yeah. You, you you mean because you're trying to to have an experience, but that experience can't happen if that person is not buying what you're putting out there, right? Yeah, sure. And so, you know that that is kind of like a base evolution that we kind of come in with. That okay, we we're kind of ingrained to market, mm-hmm. um, and we do it in all kinds of aspects of life. If you if you're young and you, you you're an athlete, you want to market yourself, you know, to a skill, position, sport, whatever it is. I mean, yeah. So we're always kind of marketing ourselves, mm-hmm. but marketing is important in business. Yeah, it's Crucial. extremely important. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we talk about. Um, leadership and uncommon. I mean, we pay attention to uncommon marketing, don't we?
0: Yeah, absolutely. The the Super Bowl commercial, the day after the Super Bowl, that's what everybody's talking about is which ones stood yeah, out. Yeah, they, they talk about ones the ones are, that
1: were awesome and the ones that sucked.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. And and I don't think anyone who puts out a Super Bowl commercial and especially as much as they cost today are trying to put out boy, I can't wait for us to have the suck commercial. Yeah, the
0: one everybody's talking about for the wrong reasons. Yeah.
1: Marketing is is so important. But marketing is not easy.
0: No. And and
1: I actually have a huge respect for people in marketing because marketing is all about creativity. Yeah, I would say so. And, and we talk about in life, in business, personal development, uh, life development, business development, creativity is essential. Mm-hmm. Okay, creativity is about how do we make it new, how do we make it fresh, okay? This is the same thing that goes into an entrepreneur's idea because I see something new, fresh, spin, things like that. So marketing. Matt, you are over marketing in, in Discover Fresh Foods. Yeah, I am. Okay, but when you came to Discover Fresh Foods, you didn't have a food background.
0: No, I never worked with in the food business before. I had a direct marketing background for print and mail and database marketing. Print mail, database marketing going from that background
1: over to what we do. Not all knowledge is transferable, is it?
0: No, there's a lot of things that, that didn't make sense that for this business that would have in the other. Um, marketing for a bank is very different than marketing for a consumer product. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean,
1: that, that group or individual, the bank is going after, isn't who we are going after on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, or at least not with the same messaging. I mean, it, marketing is all about the right message at the right time to connect with the consumer. When, when you
1: go or when the average person does business with a bank and they go in there and do business, they want to come out feeling like, okay, I got you know whatever loan that I was hoping to get. I feel good mm-hmm. about the rate. But I don't. I don't know anyone who goes into a bank and says, "Man, I just can't wait to do business with a bank."
0: It's it's not exactly. It's like a visit to the dentist in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's like. Uh, I
1: mean, it's a necessity. Mm-hmm. It's like a thing that you know that we need in order to advance whatever area of life we're trying to advance. Yeah, we need a partner. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what's what, what you want to. Um, I don't always feel like the bank's a partner. No, I, I seldom do I feel like the bank's a partner. It's, yeah. But but mm-hmm. they promote themselves as partners, right?
0: Oh yeah. That's I mean,
1: a- about every banking commercial I ever
0: say, you know, hey, we're your family bank, you know, we're your neighborhood bank. We're your partner. There's handshaking and smiling and, you yeah. know, all the things that come from the money you get from the bank. So, yeah. absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And and when when you go do a deal with the bank, you sign away your life often. <laughs> and so, Oftentimes yeah. I don't know if I feel equal in this partnership. Yeah. But but that type of marketing versus what we do. Because what we do is we sell a product or we sell products that we hope, you know, people will buy and enjoy and want to repeat. When you're when you're trying to build a brand and when you're trying to market products, Matt, what
0: do you see as the core essentials that are needed? So, first of all, you're not really selling a product at the end of the day. You want to be selling the experience that that product can bring and how it can bring people together. At least that's how we've approached our marketing with our brands here is it's not so much what goes in the cup to enjoy solo. It's what the experiences that can be created around these products, whether it's. Wait going, a minute, So you're telling yeah. me we sell experience. Yeah, we sell experience. Disney sells an experience. Yep, that's why they've been incredibly effective with their marketing and expansion.
1: Okay, I'm just, just I'm just tracking here. So experience.
0: Yeah. yeah. So instead of us selling something that, granted, some people may enjoy it solo. We're selling, here's something that can bring you together. Here's the appetizer to be enjoyed at the Super Bowl party or the tailgate. Or if my friends do something called supper club on a regular basis. So leading up to that, what are those things that bring people together for conversation starters where we sell dips for the most part? So things that you open up, people can share, you enjoy the experience of doing so and, you know, uh, feel that you've gained experience through the process so for the listener out there to give them a
1: better understanding of what we do what what discover fresh foods is all
0: about how would you market us to them to a customer I mean we are a manufacturer of high-quality products that everybody from the the person cleaning the floors to the CEO of the company prides ourselves on the quality and the consistency and the safety of the products we put out we we well like
1: for me like just the other day uh i ran across someone and they asked hey what do you do what's the name of your company i said discover fresh foods we're in the food manufacturing business Mm -hmm. how would you answer that question when someone says hey who are you and what do you do
0: yeah I, i say i work in marketing for a company that produces delicious dips and i would give them some examples like our fried pickle dip that's one that a lot of people have had the opportunity to try well, it. And for those who haven't had fried pickle dip, it's under what brand? Ah, oh, Taste of the South. Taste of the of South. Course. Okay. It is a great product. Yeah. And, and to find people that have gotten the chance to enjoy it, even without having a direct connection with them through our product before, that's always neat to see. But yeah, we manufacture great tasting products. I work with our research and development department where, I mean, creativity is not just in what you visually see. It's creativity is going to be found its way into What's inside the products you take? So every bag of Doritos, frozen food, soda you drink, things like that, a lot of creativity went into developing taste. I mean, creativity finds its way through in taste and the package and every part of it. I agree. Um,
1: you know, as the CEO of the company, um, I'm a big believer in creativity in all departments in all areas. Yeah. That ideas um, ideas should flow all over the place. Mm-hmm. I think I remember right. You you might know this better than I do, but um, when PepsiCo, uh, do you remember the uh, there was there was a like a fiery Dorito? Um, oh yeah, I'm trying to remember the name of it, but it was like the well, it
0: was a flaming Cheetos, the big or one, or it, it flaming Cheetos? Yeah, That's that it was, was flaming Cheetos.
1: But if I remember the story right, the idea like came from
0: like a janitor. Yeah. Pretty much he used to make them at home where I think he would take the regular product and spice them up and enjoy it with the family and just kept trying to find his way into the board meeting just to shoot his shot. They're making a movie about that right now or they're about to release a movie. Really? About that's cool story right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: that's a cool story. So he's actually now I don't want to bring an idea. You get a little royalty or anything behind it.
0: Probably I, not. Right. I'm not sure how that I haven't seen the movie yet. I've just read little bits and pieces. And well, I but here's pretty, the deal. Yeah. Whether he is or whether he isn't
1: probably isn't. But that janitor was doing it because he that's what he enjoyed, that's yeah. what he wanted, it's what he believed in. And if they're making a movie, I bet that janitor never ever envisioned a day in life with the movie be made after him. Oh, no
0: kidding! Yeah,
1: and so and he probably, I mean, think about it. I mean, I know I would. Um, I mean, it'd be nice to get a little pay on it, but
0: yeah, I'm but sure he got a kickback. I, I, yeah. They
1: probably did something, you mm-hmm. know, to kind of thank them, but um. But to be able to have a movie and to be able to set a trend, mm-hmm. um, you know, that that I think that that is every bit of rewarding. I know for me, uh, when I can go into a grocery store and see our products on the shelf and see our brand on the shelf, it's very rewarding to me. Yeah, it's a pretty cool feeling. Yeah, yeah. now I am a little bit anal. Sometimes when I go in there, then they're not lined up right. I tend to do a little adjustment. I've
0: been known to do that.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I um, so and I really love going into grocery stores and going to different departments and seeing things that we make.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: and I'm I'm really quick to come back to the sales team um, or Marty. And when I go into a store and I said, "You know, I didn't see a lot of our products in there." I'm sure you do. Yeah, yeah. I was just uh, I was just in the um, uh, the Walmart version, the 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 market. Yeah, uh, the neighborhood neighborhood market. Neighborhood market. Mm-hmm. We manufactured Copack a product I saw in
0: there, but I didn't see any of ours. Oh, I guess it depends on the store. We're, we're in three different departments over there, depending on the store you go into.
1: Really? I didn't see any the last time. Now, I could have mm-hmm. missed it, but I, mean, I, I was trying to find it. But mm-hmm. but most grocery stores I go to, I see our products. Yep. Some have, obviously, more than others, but always want to continue to see that, that develop. But going back to marketing, because I know as a business person, as an idea person, how important it is to to get people to understand, you know, and to get them, if you want them to buy in, they
0: really got to understand it, right? Mm-hmm. Talk to me about that. You only have so much time and so much space to connect with a customer when they come in the store or drive by a billboard or things like that. I almost look at all marketing as that's your billboard. When you're driving up the highway, you've got one and a half seconds to take that message, internalize it, and be able to take action on it. If it's too busy, people aren't going to know what action to take. If it doesn't give you enough information, it's not going to be memorable. And then you have to strike a balance between being intriguing and being meaningful and communicative, and that is how you end up being successful with it, because there's really not, especially in our industry, there's not a lot of real estate to work with. So we have to jump off the shelf because that might be your only opportunity uh, before you have nationwide brand recognition to speak to a customer,
1: when you're the when you're in positions like I am with 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 this organization and others that have similar positions throughout other corporations and companies, we're always looking at to the monetization. The you know what is the what is what is what is the basically what are we going to yield off of the costs going into marketing? Sure. Um, what I you know, marketing is a science. It's not an exact science. Mm -hmm. And so, so often when we look at, okay, the ROI, what's our return on investment? Um, And and if we're launching a new product, it's kind of like pickle dip you brought up. I mean, Mm -hmm. when we launched that product, we didn't really know what the ROI could be on that product. Yeah, absolutely. In that particular case, um, I would say that while we, we kind of worked in developing that product and kind of launched it into another brand mm-hmm. um, and it didn't go so well, so we kind of reformulated, reworked, and, and we had a shot to do do this product and with our brand, Taste of the South. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really kind of like we didn't know where this was going to go.
0: Yeah. I mean, out of the gate, um, the initial launch and commitment was pretty small. It really took on a life of its own once people got it in their hands, once we developed a package that jumped off the shelf, the people said, huh. And as silly as it sounds, just having something that sounds as funky as fried pickle dip just got people excited. I mean, the the marketing behind it, it can sometimes be as simple as what you name the product.
1: I, I agree. And I, I, think, I think while marketing has tons of strategy, um, but I think in marketing, by and large, I think it's okay to be lucky too.
0: Yeah, we don't frown on that. I mean, certainly in marketing, some of what we felt would have been the strongest products from a brand standpoint or a flavor standpoint or something that uh, has culturally become more and more popular, they they can fall flat on their face. It takes a they little can. bit of luck in both directions. We've had that experience.
1: I there's been products that we've launched. I thought this is this is going to be yeah this is going to be a winner. And then it's not, mm-hmm. and so, so there's no guarantee behind marketing. But what I see the most effective marketing I see it are, is the people who find an angle of connection. It's like I mean, you got to go back. I, I talked about this uh, a while back in a staff meeting. But when Chick Fil A launched their billboard marketing campaign, mm-hmm. um, and then the Eat More Chicken, the cows, and that 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 was a that was a big risk play for them. They had never. Done that kind of mass marketing, and they couldn't mm-hmm. afford at that time. As much as we know, Chick Fil A and kind of the powerhouse they are today, back then they couldn't afford to do a major TV marketing campaign.
0: Oh yeah, it becomes prohibitively expensive to do nationwide campaigns. But I, had a huge I, but brand. when they launched
1: that billboard
0: campaign, I
1: used to love driving down the road. Oh yeah, and you'd see their new cow marketing, some cow painting a fence or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, I mean, that was that was. Highly effective. Eat more chicken, and and then to use the mm-hmm. old cow there, and, and 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 so that's what I look at and say that's effective marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've I've shared stories on this podcast before, like the free Febreze story when they first launched Febreze, and spent millions and millions of dollars getting that launch, and it, it really kind of flopped right out the gate because they didn't market it right. They had they they had to kind of go back and study. Okay, we know we got a good product, but we're not. We're not telling the product right.
0: They had to flip it on its head, where it became about the experience of having the clean home instead of the experience of cleaning it. Yes, exactly.
1: So, talk to me a little more on on marketing. That what do you see as the the, the core elements that are needed to be a really good marketing person?
0: So you mentioned creativity. I think you have to continue to be creative. You have to have humility as well, because there's no one person's angle or opinion. It's always right. Uh, we're going through a packaging redesign exercise with the partner company to bring some outside insight to us. And you you have to be willing to let go a little bit. So to be an effective well, right, marketer. So tell me about that. Yeah. What do you mean by that? So... You can have an idea of what a single version of the truth is or where, where you think the marketing and the brand should go, but no one person is always right. It, it helps to get the opinions of others. Consumer insight is a, a huge part of being an effective marketer. Some ideas might, might be a complete flop once they get out in market if you haven't done a little consumer research around how and why your product should be marketed. Uh, what goes on a package, on an ad, on a TV, commercial, it all needs a, needs some outside opinions and some paneling to make sure that it's going to be successful. I think the research element is often overlooked in marketing and having a really successful campaign at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, but sometimes, especially if you're if you're trying to build something from the ground up or you're young into a business, you're not going to be able to do those kind of things, or at least you know, in a, probably in, in in the way that companies our size are bigger than us can do. So when you're, when you're kind of starting off on ideas, a lot of time,
0: I mean, that paneling is family, friends. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's more so just getting outside of your, just your own head and being able to take in feedback and just make it better. Great marketing has gone through iterations where... It may have been one place when you started, but where you landed is going to be completely different. Like you mentioned, our most popular product, there were probably 10 iterations before we landed on the formula we got to. There were packaging design versions that went into it, formula recipe revisions that went into it. A couple of launches where it didn't hit the mark, but believing that it could be a success with the right tweaks is what finally got it at the finish line.
1: We talk about packaging, packaging in our, in our world is huge. I mean, that's one of the biggest ways that we're able to market is in our packaging. You were just talking about, we're going through a redesign Mm -hmm. in packaging.
0: Um, Why are we doing that? Usually every three years, you got to take a step back and look at your brand again and make sure that it's honed in to what it can be. Where our brand has evolved with the recipes, with the way we present their brand, with our social media and our interactions with our customers, we found that kind of who's buying our products may not align with who we thought was buying our products. And in making it more appealing to your target audience, you have a better chance of connection with them. Where we might have thought, hey, the people buying our products are the guys that are um, going to the tailgate party and playing cornhole, it more than likely is the family member, the mom buying it so that her college kids can enjoy it while they're at the tailgate party. Whether you know, you're know you enjoying the chips and dip during March Madness at home with friends, it's whether your friend's wife or the family went shopping together to pick it up, where the usage occasion wasn't necessarily dictated by who purchased the item at the end of the day. So marketing to who's actually shopping Uh, will help create those shared experiences once they get home. So that was one of the reasoning behind it. Uh, The package itself, you know, we were hearing from consumers that, hey, this is hard to open, you know, where's the film seal on it?
1: Yeah, that was something interesting that uh, that I learned from the data that y'all shared, Mm -hmm. is that in our world, the consumer really feels good about film seal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's that safety net that comes with it, you know, where you say, "I know that this was sealed for quality, It hasn't been tampered with, etc." And so. we
1: know from being in the industry that's not necessarily the case. That, I mean, the same mm-hmm. packaging that we use on our sealed snap-ons, you know, it, for the products we make, I mean, just safe film seal. But, mm-hmm. but I mean, feelings are real. Yeah. Oh, and absolutely. if the consumer feels
0: this is safer, then it's safer. Yeah. We had the opportunity to take what we've learned about our customer about the quality of the ingredients to, to our earlier point of who we are. I mean, we're the bedrock as we discussed in our pillars discussion early on this podcast is quality. Everything rests on quality. So if we can't take that one and a half seconds, we have to communicate with the customer that there's a quality product inside of here. The ingredients are top notch. It's going to taste great. We promise. We can't communicate that immediately they're just going to pass on to the next product so this is an opportunity to kind of take a step back say we've learned we're evolving here's a new way we can look at our brand and our product to communicate to our customer in in a way that it enables a connection with them and then to be able to bring that connection home to their friends and family well matt you
1: you know you
0: really sound like you enjoy
1: the area that you work in, what you do, mm-hmm. the products you delve into day in, day out. You really enjoy that.
0: I eat a lot of dip, yeah. You do. But, you know, <laughs> hey, we make good
1: dips. so. Yeah, um, and I, I believe, I mean, coming from a different marketing background prior to here, um, having worked close with you, I, I would lean that you might enjoy this a little more.
0: I do. I, I enjoy the, you know, marketing of ourselves, of our product, of the food, all those things, you know. Whereas before, it's fine, you know, making, you know, mail campaigns and things like that. Well, you know, the funny thing about mail campaigns,
1: we're we're going into next year a presidential campaign, you know, presidential. Oh, I run. get those well, already. Your
0: your your mailbox gets flooded. I am on DeSantis' list for some reason. Yeah, you so. get on the, You never get off of them.
1: Yeah, once you're on them, you mm-hmm. can't get off of them. I mean, I mean, and if you make one donation to anybody everybody knows. You. Oh yeah. Watch out. And mm-hmm. so, uh, Matt, I, uh, kind of want to want to thank you for sharing your thoughts on marketing. I do want to ask, did when you, when you came out of college, did you, did you know that you would go into this area, this field?
0: No, I was, uh, you know, I always wanted to make TV commercials was one of the things that I focused on. So it has been an interesting journey along the way. I started my career in mental health for the first nine years and worked a lot with their media and marketing side of things, but more Uh, so. That's a
1: different field.
0: It was, yeah, not what I intended to do, but it worked out well and very interesting. Um, And then, but along the way, I've always created media. And I think that aligns with where my head was at, but yeah, did I think I'd be Helming a research and development department for a food company and doing the marketing—probably not.
1: I mean, life. But you—you were you you open surprises. to growing, learning, getting better. Yeah. And there's no doubt uh, you're passionate. You believe in what you do. You're passionate behind it, mm-hmm. and you can't be successful at anything that doesn't have passion and belief. Yeah. And so I believe that's what makes you an uncommon person man,
0: I appreciate that and yeah. so
1: and so I value having you know you within the organization love doing this podcast with you but I believe mm-hmm. that passion uh that there's no one in this organization that that you could ask and say hey is Matt passionate and say absolutely does he believe in what he's doing absolutely so I appreciate that so you know I do have one you know final thing that uh, that I want to you know ask you sure so quite often within our podcast, as we kind of wrap down towards the end of it, you're like we use the football analogy, mm-hmm. where sure, okay, we're we're either fourth down on the five yard line, sometimes ten yard line, but you're near the goal line. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm gonna say Matt, it's fourth and six. Fourth and six.
0: Okay. Okay. It's fourth and six. What's your play? You're probably not running the ball at fourth and six, but your play to get into the end zone there is going to have to be take a little bit of a risk with your marketing. If you play it too safe, you're not going to connect with the consumer in a way Mm -hmm. that's meaningful. You know, as doing this packaging research that we've done, we compare ourselves to other brands and research around what they're doing. But if we Mm -hmm. just become another me too, we're just going to blend it on the shelf like everybody else. So you're going to throw that fade route to the corner of the end zone, take a little risk. Uh, if he misses it, he misses it. I mean, kicking the field goal might be safe, but it can also come back to bite you in the end. So
1: yeah, take a little risk. Well, Matt, I I love that taking risk. And given this is an uncommon CEO podcast, uncommon people understand there is no success without risk. Yeah. And you've got to be able to take that risk and knowing you're not guaranteed to catch that. Okay. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, if you don't take that risk, you're for damn sure not going to catch it. So yes, while marketing is not a guaranteed deal, and there's a lot of work, if you're doing it right, a lot of work, a lot of research, a lot of things done in the background, by the end of the day, you got to hike the ball and throw it.
0: Thanks for joining us today on the Uncommon CEO Podcast. Subscribe to our show wherever you get podcasts. We have video episodes on our YouTube channel and more uncommon wisdom on our social media find all our links and resources at uncommonceopodcast.com. For Andrew Smart and all of us here at the Uncommon CEO, stay uncommon.